Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals, uh, which is around 21 minutes. Uh, yes, I'm Elias Kazan. I'm Shai Telly. And actually, in our last episode, Heroes, uh, in the intro, I, uh, I punch you. And actually, I got quite a lot of feedback saying that uh, people didn't really expect me to be a violent person. And I'm, what does punching someone have to do with violence? Yeah, what, is, what are these people talking about? Yeah? So what is violence? So why do you think violence is always considered a physical thing where it can be emotional? And- yeah, I think emotional violence is way more, uh, far more intense and... Uh, yeah, yeah, but having said that, I did have PTSD after the podcast. <laughs> huh? That's why I haven't seen you for so long. Yeah, I've been working seen- over, like, my issues, like, from that podcast. Well, we haven't seen... <laughs> Well, and then I profess that I'm that you're my hero. It's completely yeah. nonsense. Is like, that because I punched you and you felt like you made that profession under duress? Well, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think it's because like in that moment you kind of punching me gave yourself some superiority. <laughs> so I felt that I was less than you. So I decided I, that you were you were like the god that I had to worship. And then when I came down off it and I went to see my therapist, and then he says you've got PTSD, take these drugs. <laughs> then I realized that Shai was actually behaving out of insecurity, and um, actually he's not my hero. He's just a just a tortured man. I, I, so you're giving me the high of being your hero, and now you're giving me the low of telling me that. I'm yeah, this tortured. is true violence. This is true violence, exactly. <laughs> so now, in that theory of yours, you're the insecure one because you're the one. Trying to claim superiority over me. What now? Now, yeah. No, no, no nonsense here. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it, what? No, what's what? What I found is really interesting about this is actually yeah. I watched this film Wait, called film? Uh, I don't know something like the Magical Teapot or something. I can't remember <laughs> what the film is. But basically, the thing is when you touch th- this couple found this teapot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they realized is that when they started like hitting themselves, the teapot would give money. And then they were hitting start. themselves to a point where it would cause pain. Or yeah, just yeah. Like so lightning? the pain. No. So they started. They noticed it when they did little things. Okay. And and then they're like, oh wait. And then the more they hit themselves, they get more money. But then when they hit the other person, they get even more money. No. And then when they cut, st- yeah. okay. it kept going, and they found like they went to very ridiculous lengths. Yeah. yeah. But what? Where um, they would like actively almost kill each other to get more, even more money. Yeah. Okay. But then what I realized, but the thing is then they realized that you could do this emotionally, like you could create emotional pain for somebody else and then the teapot would give them money. Even more money. Yeah. But what, what, what I found really interesting is the point in which you think it's gone too far is when they start using emotional stuff. But the way we see relationships generally is that when it gets physical, that's the problem. No, but that's only because maybe because emotional pain is much harder to see. So we don't see it as much. Yeah, 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 true. But like, we, I think we, the idea of any kind of physical violence in a relationship is untolerated. But yeah, emotional true. violence, you can go quite far. Yeah, that's very true. Like, we tolerate this quite a lot of emotional violence. But in this film, it like reversed yeah. it. And I, I was thinking like, shit, this is like, you know, when they were trying to talk about, um, you know, like affairs that they had just to like create deep pain yeah um so i don't know i think that's and i really think that also generally if you think about the most painful times in your life they're emotional they're all emotional they're all emotional rather than physical yeah 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 because maybe you can recover from physical pain but can you recover from emotional pain do you ever really forget yeah i guess there's because i always have like some like um residue left yeah actually this goes back to what we were saying the other day so if i'm not your hero anymore 
then there's no longer a power dynamic between us. No, is there not? Yeah, well, does every relationship have a power dynamic? And is that what leads to emotional pain and emotional violence? So, really? Because um, if you have power, do you have a tendency to cause violence? Yeah. And if you don't have power, do you have a tendency to cause violence? Yeah, exactly. Or no? You, like, is, is violence an absence of power or a cause of power? Wait, violence a cause of power? No, so no, no. violence a byproduct of power? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, well, people... Well, I'm sure there have probably we, been times when we've caused a lot of emotional pain. I don't think there have been yeah. many times when we've caused much physical pain. But do we cause the pain in order to get the power, or do we have the power and therefore cause the pain? Or both? I think both. But is this, is this, like, in, is this like an intentional thing, or is it like we just have the power and that actually makes things painful. So like if we're in a relationship and then I have like the power. What would like, that be though? What does that mean? Let's say you like me more than I like you. Okay. Um, or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, and then I abuse that power. Uh, or no, no, just that, just that power itself is painful. Painful for you. What, knowing that um, knowing that I like, I like you less. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't think that would be enough. But then, but then, it would be what you did with that. Yeah, yeah but then I use that uh, power to manipulate you to do things for me, right? Yeah, but I would be happy to do those. things Is that for violence? You. Yeah, but I would. What if I'm happy to do those things for you? What if I don't recognize it as violence? Because you're enjoying it. Because you're doing it out of love. Yes. But if I'm manipulating you to do it, then nothing that I'm doing is out of love. So maybe it's like violent towards myself. How so, though? Just because, an, like, it's only like, maybe just absent, uh, violent because of an absence of love. Whereas you've got, like, love in your, in your state because everything that you're doing out of manipulation is actually out of love. But me manipulating you into doing things for me makes me feel guilty. Yeah, okay, but is guilty and, the same as pain? Well, guilt is painful, right? Do you think so? Yeah, no, guilt is painful, actually. No, I do agree with that. I do. So maybe you just do this out of, like, some sort of sadomasochistic yeah. purpose. But then is the violence... You I think this... Yeah, I don't know if this I don't know, exactly. I'm not sure if I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sold on this, but... Yeah, because I think it's... Yeah, maybe it's a theory that makes sense in theory, but I don't think yeah. it's so much in practice. But that is a good idea. What about committing violent acts towards yourself? Physical and emotional. Yeah, no, so, I think this is what... We do this all the time. And I think relationships yeah. is a product of that, for sure. What, us like, hurting ourselves more than we're hurting the other? Well, so many people tend to go for the same types of person that create them pain, cause them pain. Yeah, right? but why is that? And behave in the relationship the same way that they always cause them pain. And one yeah. is, like, it's just hard to change. But I think the other thing is there's, like, attachments to... Um, to that pain or that state of being. I feel... Yeah, because maybe there's some comfort in that state of being, right? Because there was happiness in those times as yeah. well as sadness, right? Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think there is definitely, like, some kind of romantic, uh, like, pain. energetic um, thing created from the pain that allows me to make art. Yeah, And I think a lot of, like, artists rely on this, this pain and this, like, emotional pain in order to create, and it's quite dangerous. Yeah, but isn't that... 
Is that also because emotional pain is much easier to achieve than a, a higher state of emotional love or like emotional happiness? Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's definitely yeah. true. And there's that intensity and vigor that comes with it yeah. that we kind of ascribe to love, but it's not necessarily love. Yeah, exactly. But it's got that intense energy. And I suppose if you're emotionally happy, you wouldn't, be a, you wouldn't have time to create art because you just want to spend time with the person that's making you emotionally happy. Yeah, yeah. Happiness is just a nightmare. That is. <laughs> so maybe the pain is the key to life. But what about violent, physical violent acts to yourself? So, you know, cutting yourself or things that we as a society find a bit abhorrent. Yeah, but I think that's really because the physical pain yeah. is designed to obscure an emotional pain. I think that's why we do it. It's a form of therapy that we use. So basically, if I prick my finger... In that moment, all my focus goes to the pain in yeah, my yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah, and sure. so I'm like in that small moment, completely separated from my emotional pain or like that, that luggage that just like weighs me down and draws me into the abyss. But is that emotional pain? Like, uh, I think a lot of people see emotional pain as not as prolonged as that. It's something that's really weighing you down. I think that's maybe greater than just emotional pain. Well, I guess emotional, it can be long-lived, it can be short-lived, it can be like... Yeah, but is that more just sadness? I wouldn't really quantify that as emotional pain. Like emotional pain that you've caused yourself or that's been caused to you? But does, I wouldn't define that as like, like so maybe sadness, overwhelming sadness. Sadness comes out of emotional pain? Yeah, like maybe no. that's what happens if you uh, get repeated. It's the lag. Like, yeah. Sad, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I think it can work for both of them. So one's just long-term, one's like, okay, so I think pain has this connotation of shortness. Mm. Yeah, right? exactly. I think pain is maybe the wrong word. Yeah, but I think the most painful things uh, are things that are like like long-lived, like the longevity makes it painful. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. Which is also weird because we refer to physical violence as physical violence and emotional abuse or emotional pain. Whereas maybe that's why we describe physical... Like, violence is a lot more aggressive as a word. Yeah, but I also think that we have this, this idea that we have a lot of, like, control over our physical way of behaving, but we don't have control over our emotional way of behaving. You think that's so, true, though? I, I don't know, like... I think we're highly emotionally intelligent people, and I think we do know if we are pushing someone's buttons intentionally. Yeah, so you can know it, or maybe know it in reflection or yeah. retrospection, but in the moment, you still behave, you might behave in a way that is... Um, you know, quite horrible. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then only you understand you, you only in reflection do you see like the kind of, you know, the intentions of this. But I think there's no. I think we give too much sometimes to physical violence, right? Yeah. I mean, you're saying maybe we should give more to emotional violence or be more aware of it. Yeah, because I think those are the things that affect us the most, right? Mm. You know, when you think about the hardest times in your life, it wasn't yeah. when you broke a leg. It was when <laughs> your used whoever broke up with you. Yeah, but is that right? Or just... your parents died or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's never the big momentous... No, but I wouldn't say death is emotional pain. No, no, I mean loss. Yeah, loss, sorry. I'm yeah, talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah your parents die, I mean, like, the effect it has yeah, on yeah, you yeah, is yeah, loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, no, I got that as well, but I think... And even in sickness... It's a lot of the emotional stuff that comes with the sickness rather yeah, than the actual physical. Yeah, because you can't do a lot of things that you could have done before, right? Yeah. It's that emotional thing that you need to overcome. But that's also something that comes out of longevity. So, like, I've been, I've had, yeah, like, yeah. a sickness for quite a while or whatever. And the physical pain was, like, 
you know, it was hard, but really, if you if it's like a week long, it's not really that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the the actual hard things is like how to assimilate it into your life, like the existential questions it brings up. You know, like notions of uncertainty, yeah, but wait, of like entropy, the universe. Is that because you're clinically insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think somebody with a similar disease? Yeah, but insanity is an, a sta- an emotional state. So you're only proving my point. <laughs> That's interesting. So do you think someone with a similar illness would react differently to you? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's a lot of medicines based on everyone reacting the same way to medicine, right? And therapy. So I had a theory that my specific condition yeah. is actually a perception of a certain physiology. So, like, many people have the same your, physiology. Your perception of that physiology. No, so everybody who's um, uh, been... So I've had, like, ME yeah, or yeah. chronic fatigue syndrome for quite a while. Yeah. And... Um, I think certainly since I've known you, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. from before that, like... Uh, but I guess... Well, I don't know. No, past life. No, in no, a past no, life, know. like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, because then I probably wouldn't have been reborn. I'd be like, <laughs> it's too, it's tiring. too tiring for that. Um, and also, I don't think you bring illnesses with yeah, you yeah. in the next life. I think that's a very morbid uh, thing. Yeah, but then maybe you bring like your positive uh, attributes. Like, it's quite also quite like morbid to think that when you go to the gym, you'll lose all your muscles when you're reborn. <laughs> right? It's very true. But that's right. To be honest, that's why I don't go to the gym. Yeah, because I don't want to take it. I don't want to take it until the next cycle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I don't go to work either. <laughs> They don't believe the money or laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's better to be uh, poor than um, to be rich. Yeah. But, but so, well, so I had this yeah. theory. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's necessarily true. But this is also a condition yeah, which you, not many people understand, like you medically. In this theory? No, I don't think I believe it. Why would I say a theory that I believe in? <laughs> Come on, Shai, you know me better yeah, than that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, You're a waste of time. But uh, I think um, the... Yeah, yeah, no, what I was saying is that maybe ME yeah. or chronic fatigue syndrome is a certain perspective, like a group of people who have a certain interpretation or perspective on a certain physiology. And different people, who, people who interpret it with differently have a different disease, and then some other people could interpret it differently and have a different disease. And possibly some people could interpret the physio- physiology and have no disease. disease. Yeah. And which category do you think you fall into? If, if, like, if we broke them up into those. Well, I've like, been diagnosed with chronic fatigue or whatever. Right? But not as ME. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. They're considered the same thing, but maybe the same like, um, kind of existential perspective mm. on that physiology gives birth to some... Uh, like, it's hard to explain. Maybe a different symptom, symptomology? Yeah, yeah. No, that Even though sense. the I, I, physiology yeah, yeah, is kind of the same. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. So but we, it could be nonsense, yeah. So if we relate, it is nonsense. And Steve had that for a while, and we're saying that that longevity leads to a certain level of emotional pain. Yeah. And does that create a power dynamic between you and yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Wait, what? <laughs> is there now a power dynamic between potentially you... And there's now a paradigm between what you want to achieve and what your body will let you achieve, yeah. right? And who's in power, your body or yourself? So potentially, when you try to do too much, your body will react and cause you pain. Well, I think, I think basically what I've learned from like this is that 
um, it just kind of magnifies and brings your attention to certain um, certain behaviors of the mind, behaviors of the self, behaviors of us as human beings, which everybody else completely like is submersed in, but they're not aware of it. Yeah, but so, it's, for example, and this like what you're saying yeah. is like I think there's always a tension tension between the ideal self, yeah, and the and the, the actual, actual self, self, right? Right. And so, what you're talking about is just that that becomes more like aware, like more present, right? So, I think that power dynamic exists between in everyone. It's just it's more aware in you, aware right? in something like this. But being more self aware of that that power dynamic does that enable you to achieve more? Well, I think it it brings you maybe not achieve more. But yeah, it just brings you closer to who, to yourself, to maybe your soul, or to your core. Well, yeah, I th- yeah, I think it also helps you develop other elements of the self because then you 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 see your limitations, and then through like having a like a like a more limited reality, you begin to discover your own limitlessness yeah, in but that's different a areas. Limited physical reality, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why it opens up your spiritual realities and, and your, your mental realities reality, right? and stuff like that. And you realize like ways in which to transcend your limits. And I think this is why limits is such a like So actually so if limiting your physical reality expands your mental and your spiritual reality. Do you believe that? I think to some degree de- I don't know if expands is the right word, but I think um allows you at least to explore them. So people who are physically impaired, do you think they have a greater... I think they probably do have a greater mental capacity for their like, yeah. awareness and surroundings, but I don't know about a spiritual capacity. So, no, I think... Well, it's quite normal that uh, you have people who get sick and then they go into a spirit... Like, go very much into spirituality and stuff. And I was thinking about this the other day, and at first I thought it was because you're you know, a lot of the reason, like, I've gone in this way and people yeah. go in this way is because you're trying to make sense. You know, you're trying to make sense and make meaning out of your yeah, life, yeah. so you go into the spirituality. But I think, actually, it's not just about that. Um, at least from my personal sickness, there's actually a spirituality to the, to the, to phys- the sickness. To the, sickness no. to the physiology. So there, would you go as far as saying the sickness has, its, has a soul or has its own being that you need to try and access? So... Do you think it's something uh, no. within you that's not meant to be within you, or is it part of you? So I think that you, when you, um, when you get sick, you have a, your body becomes more sensitized, and you become like you begin to live a more tactile reality because you're so aware of like a physiological yeah. existence, and right? you're aware of what will cause that to diminish, right? Yeah, you're more aware. Of what you're more aware of that, yeah. and so I think you become in a way more in your body. And then through that, become more connected to the universe, the things around you. And that's, I think, what enables a spiritual reality. And I would actually say that the symptoms that I had, like when I was really unwell, yeah, like yeah. now I'm doing pretty well, but... Um, I mean, not, not mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> but uh, like there's three years that I remember, like in retrospection, and I have a certain nostalgia for them. Because I was in a lot of pain and I wasn't sure about how Emotional to extract. Emotional pain or physical pain? Or physical, 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 physical pain. pain. Physical pain. Um, but my world, my my life was like incandescent. Everything was so like, I was hyper connected to everything, and I, and I. And, was, but how did you feel about that hyper connection state? Like, well, that's what led me into poetry and art and all this writing and all this kind of. Uh, oh, no way. I started having these like kind of visions almost, or like uh, perceiving the world in like in this very imaginary way and I started writing papers on it 
So, but if I was thinking coming at that in a like a logical perspective, were you hallucinating? Were you like not eating enough? Were you actually having a viral infection? Were you like yeah very unwell? No, no. So I don't know. For me, this is a very interesting question. Is yeah. that everybody? We sometimes when we take whether it's drugs or yeah. sickness or something, we have these like really like incandescent realities yeah, or like yeah. experiences and visions, right? And we just want to ascribe truth to that. Yeah, yeah. And we believe. But in why? Them. We believe in them completely, right? Yeah. Why do we believe in that more than our everyday reality? It, like, were you happier in that other reality, in the hyperconnected reality? I was less, I was less uh, stable, so the movements were like more, more like up and down. There was like more sadness and more happiness. Um, and I felt more, well, I felt more connected and in a way more disconnected. What, simultaneously or like you achieve no, a no, connection no. and then disconnect and then... Achieve, yeah, 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 pretty much. It's, like, maybe it's just exaggerated realities of this current reality. Yeah, and it's just a hypersensitivity. Like, I think that's yeah, really exactly. all my condition was, is like a hyper-physical sensitivity, and I think it's linked to an emotional sensitivity. Do you think that you're still highly emotionally sensitive? Does that mean that people can cause you more emotional pain than yeah, you can cause sure. them? Um, yeah, well, it depends how sensitive they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Are you highly emotionally sensitive? Uh, people keep telling me I'm highly emotionally intelligent, but... Uh, is that your, other, your ideal self? Yeah, I think... Yeah. That? <laughs> No, I don't know. I think uh, I wouldn't say I'm very emotionally sensitive, but I think maybe I'm the opposite to you, and then I'm quite emotionally cut off. Yeah, but so I'm I think you. Just, I think you are sensitive, I'm, but you're just like quite repressed. Yeah, I'm quite repressed. Maybe I'm just very dismissive. I think as well. But maybe. That's but I think that's because you can't. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe? maybe it's because I'm repressed, or maybe it's because I just uh, don't value a lot of people's opinions. But do you not, or are you just scared of their opinions? Uh, I think, as human beings, and I think we do it a lot in this podcast. We, we say a lot of things that we don't actually believe. Okay, right, we so say a lot of theories that we think you know, make sense in that time, but I think, we, we, like we said, we ascribe a lot of truth to things that we don't actually consider to be true. Yeah, but sometimes there's like... Uh, and sometimes there, there is some truth. I, yeah, of course. But also you can yeah. find truth, like a person can find yeah. truth in, some, in a lie. Yeah, exactly. Right? But also I think with regards to being dismissive, uh, when people see something negative about me emotionally, but I'm also dismissive about when people say things positive. Yeah. I, mean, I don't react very much to either either side of the spectrum. You know, when people compliment me or when people say something negative about me, I treat that the same. Yeah, but why? Uh, because I think it's good to just live in that space where you know your flaws and you know your uh, positives and you work on them. No, but you're rejecting them. No, but oh no, because I've got... I've got awareness of what I think my yeah, flaws yeah. are. So nobody, and nobody really knows you. As nobody well really knows me. Yeah, exactly. Nobody really knows me that well. So who, who can say something and you like genuinely take it for like, take it on board? Uh, so maybe it's gone to a point now where maybe no one. No one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Can I never make you think about something? Uh, well, I think we think about something every time we do a podcast. But could I ever make you think about yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. No, I think so. You're like my best friend, right? So I think I would take on board whatever you said. Whether I would do anything about it is a different question. Yeah, yeah, but that's just laziness. Yeah. <laughs> what wait, about you, though? Wait, but what about if your parents say something? No, no then I'm nonsense. just very dismissive. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just old. <laughs> they just want me to get married. But uh, so does that mean you're the opposite to that? 
where, you know, whatever anyone says, regardless of how well they know you, you would respond. I'll take it into account, I think. I think I'll take ev- pretty much everything somebody says into account. Um, but there mean- are certain things that can be dismissive yeah. of. But normally it's dismissive of myself, right? So, like, like one part of myself will accept that. It will hit a spot. And then I'll dismiss that because I don't want to accept that. Quantity. No, and then there's another power dynamic there. So right? if somebody says you're, um, you know, you're, you're ugly, and then no, a part no, of no me... No one would ever say that, though. No, no, no. That's, no, that's, sense. that's not say. Okay, fine. You're not the best looking guy <laughs> in the world. <laughs> right? I only want to have, like, three babies with you. Something. And then, and I feel, like, an insecurity around that. Then my, a part of myself might hear that from the other person, and then the other part of myself will reject what the part of that yeah, part yeah, of myself yeah, yeah. has heard. Right? Yeah, so there's that power dynamic within yourself. Within right? yourself. But then that insecurity, does that lead to you lashing out violently? On my other self. Or the person that said that to you. No, I don't think I do that very much. Maybe sometimes. Maybe like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, with my it's, sister or it's something. It's all violence, a reaction to something. Yeah, normally, like, normally violence comes out of fear. Like it can, comes out of fear of like, losing power or being feeling insignificant or feeling like um threatened or it's all like violence is all out of fear right yes so how do you control fear the ego i think you got to like dissolve the ego dissolve the ego would result in absence of fear yeah i think so i'm scared of the dark well no i think no i think it would just recalibrate our fear because fear is important to stay alive yeah, right. from a, like, a biological but, point of view. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, I, think, I think if we got rid of our ego, we'd still be scared of a tiger. <laughs> yeah, and I'd still be scared of like, roller coasters. Yeah, but it would be yeah. like a momentary fear. Yeah, it would, yeah, it wouldn't a, be like a perpetual like a state of fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you think people are in a perpetual state of fear in like, a relationship? I, think, I don't think I know anybody who's not in some perpetual state of fear of something. What are you afraid of? Like that this podcast might end soon. <laughs> Like, we'll never stop. We'll never stop. We'll never stop. No, I just meant this episode. Oh, this episode. And I won't get to say everything that I wanted to say, and then people will think, <laughs> like, he's this, this, and this. Well, what more did you want to say? It's already at 26 minutes. I don't know. We've made six microwave meals in this time. Ah, have we? Yeah, yeah. Are they burnt? <laughs> no, we'll give them to the homeless. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why would we eat our own Why microwave meals? We, <laughs> we don't eat microwave meals. Exactly. Of course not. <laughs> also, I think there was something I said on, um, you know, on the past podcast. Yeah, that it was like no was it intimacy one or something oh Oh, no maybe it was one we didn't release (laughs) but no no I just said that you know you just need to get the sofa you just need an Ikea catalogue I just want to clarify that uh, I don't buy my furniture from Ikea (laughs) Ikea. it's obviously from from Bonhams (laughs) right we only shop at Sotheby's yeah yeah that's so much art in uh, your living room it makes all your own art yeah, yeah, of course, because I wouldn't pay somebody else to make... Wait, wait, so it's so egotistical that you only have your own art in your living room, and yet you truly believe that you are fearful. So if you dissolve your own ego, then you would no longer have fear. Does that mean you would no longer have your art on your living room walls? No, no, no. This is like, it, it's only once... No, no, I think once I uh, dissolve my ego, then all my art will go on my walls. So whose art is all this? Huh? But all your art is on your walls. Oh, so you're playing the No, I've got, most of it's under my bed. <laughs> oh, you mean the walls will be completely covered? Yeah, yeah. At, at the minute, I'm only putting uh, stuff on them because I don't have space anywhere. 
Well, you don't have space underneath your bed. Yeah. So there's not enough space, so you've got to like start hanging it out. Yeah, that's <laughs> tr- it's true. <laughs> but I'm so, but I'm so scared of being perceived as egotistical or being the egotistical person, or perceived by myself. Oh, so your fear that's is e- that you're yeah, but that's the ego itself. Yeah, but is your ideal self an egotistical maniac? No. Your ideal self is what? It's like a sedated yogi. <laughs> Yeah? Is that why you try not to do too much? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's if your ideal self is a sedated yogi, maybe this illness is a manifestation of that ideal self. Oh, so maybe I'm just like, I'm just killing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just killing it in life. Yeah. This is why we're friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can have so many issues going on in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll just tell me that it's like me transcending reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that what life is about? The, or just ignoring your problems and like egotistically ascribing some transcendent yogic state to them. Yeah, but we've said this in the past, like people are too quick to acknowledge their problems. People need to let their problems resonate and then really affect them and then work on them. No, but this happens naturally. Like people have no choice over this. People only start changing when it starts affecting them in a deep level and they have no choice but to stare it in the face and like, you know, buckle to it. Whereas you're power. saying that we need to counter that and maybe change it earlier. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying anything. <laughs> I don't know. This has been, we've covered a lot of things. Violence, power, fear. Yeah. What do you think the takeaway message would be? Um, if, you, if you're um, thinking about like hurting someone, maybe punch them. <laughs> yeah, rather, rather than, than like... Yeah. Rather than <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to start resorting to more physical violence rather than emotional <laughs> is that violence. Is that our message? That's the message, yeah. So the news is going to be like 17,000 Indians died yesterday. <laughs> Not to the point of uh, causing death. But uh, yeah, yeah. maybe just pinch someone instead of emotionally abusing them. <laughs>